What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on guys? This is your host, Mason Pierce of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce Podcast. And wow, uh, this show will definitely mostly be just college football talk. So if y'all are here for the NFL news, I'm sorry. We will have a little bit of it. We'll kind of, it's going to mostly be about head coaches and a couple injury reports. But mostly this will be a lot of transfer portal news. And boy, oh boy, do I have a lot of transfer portal news for y'all. Some pretty high players have either entered or have actually committed. And yeah, also an update on Buda Baker. He is well. He just ended up with a pretty major concussion. But besides that, he is all he is well. Everything, every ligament, he can move. So God is amazing, and I'm happy for him. Because at the end of the day, they are human beings, and you don't want to see that happen to anyone. But um, yeah. So I'm kind of I'm not gonna make this a really long episode probably 15 20 minutes like kind of kind of like usual but just a little bit shorter it also i know i haven't announced it yet on the podcast but i wanted to let y'all know the new podcast schedule it will be every week it will be monday wednesday and friday now if there's certain events that are happening on like saturday sun you know pretty much the days that i that i technically wouldn't have a regular podcast i will probably upload a small five to ten minute podcast Kind of like a little pre-game, post-game, whatever it might be. Kind of like Super Bowl, for example. But I kind of figured that would be a lot better for y'all so y'all aren't getting absolutely just destroyed with podcasts. So you're not having 17 podcasts show up on the page. So now it's going to be a little bit more consistent. It works with my schedule. Uh, hopefully it works with y'all's schedule. And kind of makes y'all want to keep listening. That's kind of the that's kind of my goal is to want to keep y'all to, you know, just keep up the consistency and hopefully y'all stick around so now let's get on to the college football news as we've got a pretty important one and this is coming from former Missouri defensive lineman and freshman all SEC selection Makai Wingo now I had kind of been wondering he was I think he was top five in the transfer portal class so huge pickup for whoever got him and well he ended up transferring to LSU um not too shocking as LSU was really in need for defensive linemen and I can kind of figure there's a little bit of money involved in this, but so he does transfer to LSU, and with this transfer, this puts LSU to the number one ranking in the transfer portal class of, I guess, 2022. So LSU's up there. Brian Kelly's not playing around. He really wants to finally get over that hump and win a New York Six Bowl, and heck, I think he wants to win a national championship with the Rays recruiting. And, um,. Another one, this was kind of a shocking statistic. Now, we'll continue to talk about players, but this is kind of a shocking statistic for me. Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, they have made the top 10 in the transfer portal class. This astonished me. 
because they lost their starting running back, Jameer Gibbs, to Alabama, which that was a huge hit for that Georgia Tech offense. But Georgia Tech has been killing the defensive side of the transfer portal. They've gotten a couple offensive players in the transfer portal, and it's put them in top ten. So like I said in the last podcast, watch out for these yellow jackets. Now, this was a pretty big one, and this was coming from for- former Colorado wide receiver and the son of Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice. His son, Brendan Rice, he will be committing to USC and will be joining Lincoln Riley in what is already a stacked, and I mean stacked, transfer and recruit- recruiting class for the Trojans. Now, the reason why this, I like this one a lot is it gives USC that kind of solidified red zone type of kid because Brendan Rice, he stands at 6'3", 205 pounds, and he kind of gives that USC team a red zone type, you know, fade route target, and they'll probably need that a lot because a lot of guys they're getting now are more speedy, down-the-field type receivers. So great pickup by USC. Gives them a good long-term investment at the outside receiver spot. And, yeah, I kind of want to see what they're going to keep doing. Now, I've got some unfortunate news for the Oklahoma Sooner fans of the world. Um, y'all have just lost y'all's former five-star cornerback in Latrell McCutcheon again to USC. Uh, Lincoln Riley starting to turn into the Kevin Durant for Oklahoma Sooner fans. Uh, he completely is cherry-picking his recruits back. Um, yeah, I really, this is kind of a, not scummy move because this is a business after all. Unfortunately, college football has become that business. So you got to do what you got to do to stay alive and keep your job. So I respect that out of Lincoln, but Oklahoma right now is lo- losing a lot of a lot of these kids just simply for the fact that they want Lincoln as their head coach. I mean, I don't blame him. He's not a bad head coach. But um, and if you don't know who Latrell McCutcheon is, now if if y'all have ever watched Friday Night Ty- Friday Night Tykes off Netflix. You'll, this name will be absolutely familiar to you. He was a running back for the Austin Ducks and and Typha. Uh, kid had great speed, great athleticism, and in high school he was a great, great cornerback. He was a four star actually, and he committed. I think it was in the 2021 class to Oklahoma to join uh, Lincoln Riley. So once again, they're gonna have a solidified starting corner for the next three years in Latrell McCutcheon. It's a great pickup, nothing less. And that's not it. That's not even it. So literally on Wednesday they get another cornerback transfer, and it's from Colorado, and it's one of their starting quarterbacks. Cornerbacks, sorry, it's one of their cornerbacks in Makai Blackman. I mean, this Colorado team is just down bad right now. I mean, they've half their team is transferred. Head coach, head coaching situations kind of oof. Um, players, I mean, this this probably won't even be the end of all these players transferring out of Colorado. And coming from a TCU fan who faces them week one, I really hope they do figure out something to at least keep some players. Um, On to the last uh, kind of relevant transfer portal commit, and this is former TCU quarterback and current Mizzou safety Sean Robinson. He has just committed to go play at Kansas State. Um, I remember when he committed to TCU back a couple years. He was a four-star quarterback. I thought he was the future of our team, but we all saw that he really he was only a running type quarterback. And but he, but he doesn't have the the speed like Lamar. He's kind of more of a he's kind of more of a power quarterback where you, you really want to use him on like third and one situations. But uh, he figured that his job was going to be gone anyway, so he transferred to Mizzou as a quarterback. And then later on, I kind of 
quit reading up on him, figuring you know what was happening with him because he kind of seemed to just keep getting pushed down that depth chart. He made the move to safety, kind of like a hybrid linebacker safety role, which I think would fit him the best as he's got a huge frame at like 6'2", 215 pounds. So I'm happy for him. Um, he's committing for his final year of eligibility to go play at Kansas State, so he will be coming back into the Big 12. Uh, he gives that Kansas State defense that needs size majorly. I mean, they're short in that secondary, so he gives them that kind of solidified big guy on their defense at least for the secondary so great pickup for Kansas State um, finally for the last commit we have former Georgia transfer cornerback Amir Speed he is committing to Mel Tucker and Michigan State so as all you Michigan State fans know Tuck is still coming he is still recruiting Will and I expect y'all to at least consistently stay in the top 25 coming into this next year now let's get on to the coaching side and some players who have entered into the transfer portal and I want to get this out of the way. Gary Patterson has officially accepted a assistant to the head coaching role, kind of like Jerry Kill had this year with Gary Patterson at TCU. So Gary Patterson will be joining Steve Sarkeesian and his staff down in Texas. Personally, I think it, it, was, it was bound to happen. Gary Patterson's wife is an alumni from Texas. It's right down, literally right down the road from TCU. So... Honestly, I'm so thankful that we had Gary turn around TCU from being a small conference USA school into this huge power five, you know, recruiting central for the DFW area. So thank you, Gary Patterson, everything you've done for TCU, the impact you've had on the university and the impact you've had in my life. I mean, you turned me into a lifelong TCU fan, so I'll forever be indebted for that. But I wish you nothing but the best. I hope you do great things at Texas these next couple of years. And yeah, so do not send him hate. We do not need to tear down his statue. There's absolutely no reason to do none of that. Let's let's be grateful. Let's think of all the good times we had with Gary, and let's just move on and with the future with Sonny Dykes and these new and these new TCU Horn Frogs. We're going into a new area of T, new era of TCU football. Now, to some more coaching news. Arkansas offensive coordinator coordinator Kendall Bryles. He will, he will be heading to be Miami's new offensive coordinator, so he'll be joining Mario Cristobal. This is a great pickup for Miami after he literally took the Arkansas's offense from being the 101st-ranked offense in the country the year before to 25th this past year. So great pickup for Miami, great pickup for Mario Cristobal and his staff in Miami. Uh, I don't think Miami will be a top 25 team this year. I'm sorry. I just That recruiting class is not as good as it should be. Same way with the transfer portal class, it's not really up there. So I give, I'd say, give them about two years till they start consistently staying in the top 25. Now, for all you Miami fans, y'all will never probably be the same way y'all used to be in the early 2000s, late 90s, where y'all dominated. You know, with Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, all those greats. I don't think y'all will ever really have those type of players again. I think y'all will be decent, but never national championship worthy. And some big news coming for Alabama. They they go right back to Miami and they hire Miami's defensive back coach, Traverius Robinson. And I know this is kind of like a who situation. It was the same way for me until I read up on him. But he is a great recruiter as he has recruited guys to schools he's been at. And a couple of these NFL talent guys are Keanu Neal, a linebacker safety 
for the Dallas Cowboys. J.C. Jackson, the all-pro cornerback for the New England Patriots. you got J.C. Horn, who could have been an easily a Pro Bowl cornerback this season for the Carolina Panthers before he got injured. And it's a whole list. So Alabama, once again, do not be shocked to see a bunch of cornerbacks transferring to Alabama after this hire because, you know, like all kids, they want to get to the NFL, and this will be a great way for them to get to the NFL. So great hire for Alabama and Nick Saban's staff. And on to the final coaching news regarding college football slash NFL football slash we have no clue what's going to even happen. It's regarding current Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh and possibly his return to the NFL ranks. Now, this comes from multiple Michigan sources inside the university slash inside the football program, and they are saying all signs point to Jim Harbaugh taking the Las Vegas Raiders head coaching gig if he is offered, which it seems like the Raiders do have serious interest. So this will be a huge hire for Vegas as they're going to get a, a player's coach. Um, I think Michigan will probably feel honestly backstabbed because he finally had one good year and I mean they didn't even finish off the year great but it last week they were talking about giving him an extension to keep him at Michigan and now we're talking about him possibly going back to the NFL and joining the Las Vegas Raiders I'm not going to say it's going to happen because this is John Harbaugh after all and we never know what happens so maybe it's another Stanford situation where he leaves Stanford, goes to the NFL, and then obviously in a couple of years we see him come back to the college ranks. Who knows? I hope for John Harbaugh because personally I do like him as a coach that hopefully he will go to the NFL and will help this Raiders team that very much needs some consistency right now. So, yeah, and I think it, I think it also did improve the fact that they did fire Mike Mayock earlier on in the week, so that kind of maybe will – attract John Harbaugh a little bit knowing that he will be getting a GM of his choice too maybe if Raiders are that serious in getting him but um now on to some player news Stetson Bennett the fourth aka the mailman aka the walk-on that literally just whooped Bama's tail in the national championship game he will be returning for his last year of eligibility in college football which will be his sixth year so he will be a super super senior for Georgia this year I think this is great for Georgia as they kind of have no real long-term investment at quarterback because obviously Caleb Williams will most likely be heading to USC. And a lot of transfer quarterbacks like Jackson Dart and all those, they're already looking at like Oklahoma and Ole Miss. So this will be good for Georgia as it gives them another year to recruit, 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 and find who will be their future at quarterback. So maybe Stetson Bennett, he'll come back, he'll run it back again, win Georgia back-to-back championships, and then hopefully whoever takes takes the throne from Stetson Bennett, I guess you can say, will win another national championship for these Georgia Bulldogs. I'm extremely happy for him. I mean, it's hard not to be. I mean, the pain and agony these Georgia Bulldog fans went through back in Auburn when Nick Marshall had that incredible throw and catch against them to the breakdown, which was the rise of two attack of Iloa in 2018 national championship. So this is good for them. Uh, some more Georgia news, actually, and this is regarding a player entering the transfer portal. We have Georgia wide receiver Jermaine Burton. He has entered the transfer portal, transfer portal which is this is not really too shocking. He, him and JT had a great connection, and the fact that JT Daniels has already entered the transfer portal, I would not be shocked to see him and JT kind of be like a Jackson Dart and Michael Brigg type of package where wherever one goes, the other will follow. Um, right now, apparently, we... we this is coming from multiple sources across Instagram and Twitter. 
LSU, Alabama, and Texas A&M are the top three schools right now projected to land the recruit. So I guess kind of watch out maybe for JT to end up at LSU. I could possibly see Brian Kelly landing these two. This would be a great pickup for LSU as this would absolutely make them easily national championship contenders. Um, kind of kind of one of kind of a rumor, and I know I don't do a, a load of rumors, but this is kind of a cool rumor that I thought is. A lot of people are thinking JT Daniels might be going to West Virginia. Now, hold I know you're probably like, okay, why would he want to do up there in the mountains and, you know, get a new raccoon hat and all that? Now, hear me out. His old offensive coordinator at USC, so one of the one of the coaches that did recruit him out of modern day, is former Texas Tech great quarterback Graham Harrell, most notably for the Michael Crabtree catch against Texas. He is there right now at West Virginia as the offensive coordinator. And West Virginia just lost their starting quarterback to western kentucky so they kind of need that qb1 so watch out maybe for jt going to west virginia it's probably a long shot but it would be kind of cool seeing him there on to some pretty heartbreaking news coming from coming from the unlv side of football quarterback tate martell has announced he will be retiring from the game of football it is not from injuries it is not from concussions it's not it's not even really from personal matters um as if you don't know who Tate Martell is, he is arguably considered the greatest high school quarterback of all time. He went to Bishop Gorman up in Las Vegas, Nevada, and he originally committed to Ohio State as a four-star quarterback. Had a lot of hype. People thought he was going to be the future of Ohio State football. He ends up flanking out. You know, his ego got the best of him. He ends up transferring to Miami. He's there for about two seasons. After one season, sitting by like third string, he ends up switching to wide receiver. That completely flanks out after like one reception. Switch backs to quarterback. You know, he's like, okay, I give up. He transfers to UNLV, and then he ends up being like third string on UNLV's depth chart. Which, if you're third string on UNLV and you you have all that hype and you have that huge ego, you probably give up. And unfortunately, he gave up. Sad to see such talent get wasted due to just. Not had not being humble and you know taking you know being patient and waiting till your time comes up. So sorry guys, interrupt the loud uh, bike in the back, but it's kind of sad seeing such great talent get wasted on just not being humble. But I wish him nothing but the best. He's gonna pursue his business inquiries. So we'll see how well that works for him. But now let's get on to some NFL news that finish out the podcast. Uh, Eagles GM Howie Roseman. He announced that Jalen Hurts will be the starting quarterback for the Eagles next season. Uh, I think this is great as I think Jalen Hurts kind of needed a full year under his belt to get some more experience. Obviously, during the playoff game, it was not that great. Uh, there was a lot of passes that were really inconsistent. There was a lot of throws that you kind of questioned and were like, why would the play calling be like that? So I think play calling and a lot of that needs to be adjusted. I think he needs to be a lot more developed because you can see the raw talent in Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, so so it's official. I don't think the Eagles will be, at, will be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. I think Deshaun will probably end up either in a team like the Giants or he'll end up at a team like Miami if somehow Brian Flores gets gets hired back to Miami after Miami realized they messed up. But um, now this is some good news for Seahawks fans. Um, Seattle has officially fired their defensive Defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. Um, 
I don't really need any, I don't really need to explain why he was getting fired. If you saw Seattle's defense during the season and that secondary and the and the coverages they were running, you completely would understand this fire. So bye bye Ken Norton. Uh I think it's about time Seattle doesn't go five and I think it was thirteen, five and thirteen. Or four and thirteen. Uh, it, it it's one of those. They lost double digit losses, so you know they they needed to let him go. <laughs> but um, no. And some trade rumors going around right now was that Broncos, Panthers, and the Steelers are the most likely trade candidates for Kirk Cousins if he ends up getting traded this off season. So watch out for that. Um, the Athletics, Mark Caboli. He says that all signs are pointing towards Mason Rudolph, the former o- Oklahoma State quarterback, being the starting quarterback of the Steelers in 2022. This kind of shocks me as I think the Steelers will probably draft a quarterback in the first round this year, kind of like a developmental, kind of Patrick Mahomes type where you sit a year and then see how it goes. But I don't really know if Mason Rudolph should be y'all's one-year rental. I think personally Dwayne Haskins, if he can get his character issues fixed, he'd be a lot better uh, one-year rental for him, but we'll see how well Mason Rudolph has done. He has had good moments in the league, but he's also had zero touchdown, three interception moments in the league, so I don't know. And also, according to many NFL scouts, Christian Harris, the star linebacker for Alabama, is apparently linebacker one in this year's draft. Now, when I read this on Instagram, I was thinking it was kind of a troll, kind of like a ha-ha, you got us all. But no, they're serious, and here's the reasons why they have him as linebacker one over Georgia star linebacker Nicobe Dean. Um, it's apparently because he's not—he's barely six foot tall, which, I mean, Bobby Wagner, an All-Pro, soon-to-be Hall of Fame linebacker, is barely six foot. But anyway, <laughs> and then another thing is because he doesn't run a four-point-four. Um, I don't know if any of y'all watched the national championship game. I don't know if any of y'all watched the Capital One Orange Bowl against Michigan. But he flew around the field. I mean, he's a sideline-to-sideline type of guy. I mean, he has the speed of Michael Parsons. So I don't I don't really see what they're seeing in that. I guess it's just scouts being scouts. But So I guess officially right now, Christian Harris, the Alabama linebacker, is apparently up, up, is up as linebacker one for a lot of teams' draft boards. Um, if this is a case, I hope my Cowboys can snag him up in the second round because if we get this, this would be a great kind of, you know, replacement for Keanu Neal, who's just been battling injuries and obviously was more just a one-year prove-it deal, which he didn't do horrible, but, you know, he is getting older. He's not going to get any younger, and we need to focus more on the young side of our defense instead of trying to get a lot of old veterans, so... Yeah, I figured I'd share that with y'all because I found that pretty interesting. And another pretty big news regarding the safety free agent market coming this offseason is Jets starting safety Marcus May will most likely not re-sign with the Jets, according to Jets reporter Connor J. Hughes. Um, This is not really shocking. Uh, Marcus May had to get franchise tagged this year just to even stay on the team because the Jets could not come to agreement with him. So... Yes, Marcus May's time will be done with the Jets. I would watch for teams like the Cowboys to pursue him pretty heavily. Jacksonville, who's going to have a lot of cap space. Um, I say the Texans because the Texans are going to be losing Justin Reed into the free, into free agency. So watch out kind of for those really, really safety, needy teams. And, um, and really big news for my Packers fans, Randall Cobb. He will be expecting to play Sunday versus the 49ers after suffering from that lingering core muscle injury. So... 
this is scary for 49er fans because Aaron Rodgers will be getting back his literally his side man besides Devontae Adams and I mean this will be deadly especially expect a lot of deep balls um, I'd expect 49ers probably gonna need to run a lot and I mean a lot of cover two cover four just to keep you know just to have guys on the outside of the numbers preventing from Devontae you know doing his quick out routes and then obviously Randall Cobb with a deep ball so this will be a very intriguing matchup I'm glad for Packer fans they're getting him back because they really really did need him um yeah guys I mean that kind of wraps it up there's not an insane amount of news I know I kind of made this a little bit longer than 15 to 20 minutes but you know I'm just really excited to be able to talk football with y'all and share my love of football with y'all and I really want to thank y'all again for being the great supporters y'all are and I know my community is kind of small right now but I mean every single one of y'all I genuinely appreciate every type any type of support y'all have shown me any positive comments even the negative ones or any type of criticism it truly does help me to better these podcasts and to better me so I can do the best I can for y'all so once again y'all are amazing human beings I hope y'all continue to be great and I hope y'all have a wonderful day See you all on Monday.